to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another magical episode. I am your host, Alexa, and with me is my super magical friend, Ambie. Ambrosia, Hi, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm doing super duper. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty, pretty good. <laughs> you, have a, you have a reading tonight, is that correct? I have... Don't freak me out right now. <laughs> I have a <laughs> I was about to look at my phone and be like, oh my God. No, I have um, my live readings that I do on Facebook every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. This this doesn't help anyone listening because this episode is going to come out after that. But if you're not already following Ambie on Facebook, um, you should do so because every Tuesday night she does amazing live readings, which she's doing tonight. So Ambrosia Matthews on Facebook. But anyway, enough about her. Enough about me. (laughs) We are so excited today because we are joined by one of our amazing new plantpreneur friends, uh, Alec Vishal Rubin, who is a dedicated student of the practice of yoga. He has dove deep into the rabbit hole of yoga with over eight yoga teacher trainings and a master's degree in traditions of yoga and meditation. He's passionate about sharing his findings on his own podcast, Yoga Revealed, with over 500,000 downloads. Damn, boy. Yoga Revealed brings the wisdom of yoga from the teacher's teacher and influences alike to yoga communities worldwide. Through one-on-one interviews, Yoga Revealed illuminates key aspects of yoga that have fallen through the cracks. They share real advice from the most influential and experienced yoga teachers. They are revealing the true transformative power of yoga, one enlightening interview at a time. So everybody, welcome Alec to the show. Hey, Alec. Hi. Yay. (laughs) So good for you to be here. Thanks for um, volunteering to come on here and grace us with your presence. Thank you. You know, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, but I've never been interviewed before on a podcast. So that's what? awesome. What? Yo, yeah. this is an honor. I hope we do a good job, Ambie. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Both you are a cool, beautiful human being, so it's all that matters. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, um, we always like to start at the beginning with all of our guests. So would you like to, you know, take us on a journey, maybe take us a bit through your journey and and how you got to be here talking to us? Whoa, that's that's a rabbit <laughs> hole. Are we going down that rabbit hole right now? <laughs> I think we are. Okay, so, well, my name is Alec Bashal Rubin. It started off as I won the great race in my mom's belly. <laughs> that's where it started um i, I knew was, you were gonna i knew you were gonna say that i had this feeling well it's funny i mean I, you know I, I remember doing an interview with someone and he's a total jokester and that's how he started it and i thought it was very funny because we were talking about yoga but yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing so <laughs> eight years ago i was um i guess where was i i must have been a sophomore at cu boulder and my best friend Kiefer took do a yoga class. That yoga class forever changed my life. I mean, I remember being so resistant to. I don't say I don't I don't share this as often because people who meet me now they meet the yoga within me. They meet the the light that I shine and uh, this this just years of unflinching dedication towards yoga. That, that's what people see. Yeah, when I went to that first class, I remember feeling a resistance to bring my hands to my heart 
And when they started oming in the room, I was like, dude, GTFO. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be in here. (laughs) And, you know, one thing led to another. I got the membership and was obsessed. And I went every day. It was the missing link in my life. I was always like, oh, you had a question. You did. Um, What was that resistance about? Looking back, maybe, what was that? I I grew up with Hinduism and Judaism and some sprinkles of Catholicism, and God was shoved down my throat. Anything that had to do with spirituality, anything that had to do with God, anything that had to do with a higher power, I was resistant of because I was depressed. I didn't love myself. I was angry at how life was happening to me Mm -hmm. and that was the perspective i was holding and you know there were many different plant medicines that had helped me see from a new perspective um through the journey of high school and um i start i went from like a four-year journey of like atheist to agnostic to i believe in something but i don't know what that something is and then later i realized oh that something is the universe and its source it's consciousness it's love it is spirit that breathes me and has me see through the eyes of love and light as i'm tuning into that connection right so you know still though i had to break through some resistance in that first practice and eventually i just was open because i could feel that i felt better after practice and before so I follow what feels good, right? So, you know, I take um, a teacher training that first year, 2012, 2011. And um, at the end of that teacher training, I remember making a promise to myself that for the first decade of my practice in the study of yoga, in this body, in this lifetime, I will take one training per year. And so I did that. I so far have upheld that. I'm going into my eighth year of teaching excuse me, eighth year of teaching and ninth year of practice. And I am taking my eighth training in April. However, I remember in my second and third training, like I was hopping around from teacher to teacher in Boulder, Colorado, which is what many people do when you're walking the path of yoga. You're you're wanting to find your teacher and, you know, you take what's convenient for the most part. You take your local celebs of the teacher and who's bringing the most classes in because they've probably been teaching the longest. Right. Sounds about right. And uh, I just could feel, though, I was like, you know, this person's awesome. I went from being their student to eventually being their colleague. And I became a leader in the Boulder, Colorado teaching scene. And I was teaching a lot of yoga, like up to 15 classes a week between my third and my sixth year of teaching yoga. But in between that second and the fourth year of teaching yoga, I was, I made this prayer and I was like, I, I I want, I want a teacher. I want a senior teacher. I want someone who is like old (laughs) and committed and way older than everyone that I've ever studied with. And I want them to take me on. And eventually I found the yoga workshop, which is like, bless their hearts, closing their doors after 30 years of sweat and tears and joy and ecstasy. Ashtanga yoga. I studied with Richard Freeman and Mary Taylor and their apprentice who owns the yoga workshop, Thai Landrum, for gosh, three and a half years at a very dedicated rate, rate where I was literally on my yoga mat at like 5.45 or 6 a.m., six days a week, diving through the first second and touching into the third series. And even though when I was studying with them, I could feel that it wasn't my end-all, be-all, not that every, anything ever is, but I was just going to stick around for some time. I knew that I was going to transition. I'm a rebel, and I don't like being told what to do. I don't like listening, but I'm coachable. I'm willing to like look from someone else's perspective and see what I'm not seeing. I, I do believe I'm very good at that. Yet in Ashtanga Yoga, it's like you do the same thing over and over and over, six days a week, again and again and again for years to be. I have my own perspectives on what that can do to the body because I became, I injured myself in that practice. And so, you know, to, to kind of bring that full circle, I knew though, okay, I got this prayer. I'm studying with the senior teacher, but not to the depth of relationship that Shitsya and the guru, the student and the teacher, student teacher relationship truly has yoga be transmitted upon, which is where the yoga was so powerful, is so powerful. And I feel that is something that's very much lost in our modern offering of yoga. 
So here I am in Costa Rica four years ago for Envision Music Festival. And this guy is walking down the, down the beach. And I know him because he's famous on Instagram. And I was like, I am totally in a moment of my own ego and vanity and pride and awareness of how capable I am in my body. I'm going to get his attention. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. I, I, I get his attention. I do a wicked handstand series in the back. And then he's like right in front of me. He was like, dude, that was dope. And I was like, thank you. And then first thing I knew, he was inviting me over to take photos with him with a brother named Fish who shared our superfoods with ethos. Okay. So like full circle there. Yeah. And the another, Andrew's- another friend you will be hearing from very soon. Yeah. Go ahead. So Andrew Seeley changed mm-hmm. my life. He, Andrew seven Seeley on Instagram. He changed my life. One of my soul brothers. He invited me to start this podcast yoga revealed with him after Costa Rica. He came to Colorado. He took some of my classes and he was like, dude, I've been in this yoga scene a long time about as long as you. And, uh, you know, I've built this large following yet. I haven't met someone with as much dedication, devotion, and light and passion that you're operating with. I want to invite you to start this journey with me and we called it the yoga revealed podcast. And cause he would walk down the street in Pearl street with me and like 40 people stopped me and say hi. And it was so much fun and so exciting just to be a leader of yoga and, and sharing this love and the light that has us learn how to love ourselves truly and see ourselves in each other. And uh, so I started interviewing all the yoga teachers in Colorado, everyone. It was so much fun. (laughs) I learned how to talk to people in a really cool way. I learned how to listen to people in a very powerful way. And then probably 60 interviews deep, there's the Hanuman Festival, Hanuman Yoga Festival. Senior, most senior renowned yoga teachers gather in Colorado once a year. And I'm looking at the lineup, second year there. And I'm like, okay, I want that photo. I want that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. And I'm getting all these interviews set up. And I see this one. Like, I go back for a final check. I was like, who's that bald guy with the tattoos on his entire right arm? <laughs> I, I want to interview him. I don't think twice of it. So the day comes. I interview Eddie Modestini. And uh, I fall in love with Eddie in that moment. And I uh, like, dude, when can I train with you? Like, I'm, in, I'm due for another training this year. When can I train with you? And that was my fourth or fifth training. And he was like, October, Maui, you come. And I was like, done. Coming. And I go there and he encourages me to walk away from Ashtanga Yoga and not go to Mysore to study with Sharat and instead live with him in India for three months studying with his teacher. So a little background on that. Eddie Modestini, 66 years old, studied with Mr. Angar Patabi Joyce for like 10 years each plus. This man has dedicated 38 years of his life to the transmission in the walk of living in beauty through what yoga will teach us. And he was inviting me to live with him 24 hours a day in India, his 19th trip to India to study with H.S. Arun, a student of Mr. Iyengar, who studied yoga for 55 years. So for those who don't know, Mr. Iyengar and Batabi Joyce, these are the students of Krishnamacharya who truly brought yoga from the East to the West. And it just... <laughs> exploded and expanded into what you probably know today as yoga practice and i so no big deal no big deal (laughs) i was like dude he just alec just name dropped basically but we just don't know it because we're not (laughs) and i like that i like that i like the pyramid that helped me so i appreciate (laughs) absolutely i like that that was good go ahead so That invitation, I recognized the how finally manifested after years, I mean years, of me praying on my yoga mat in silence, not ever vocalizing. I would say I am calling in the teacher who sees the light in me and wants to teach me yoga and take me under their wing. I want a deeper relationship with my teacher 
that is that of friend and teacher and mutual support of knowing that we're both walking this human path. There's a sense of humility and humbleness that I wanted to feel. And uh, Yoga Revealed brought that through Eddie. Eddie took me to India. And after that trip, I literally got out of a six-month trip across Southeast Asia. The moment I turned my phone back on after going through Vipassana in Myanmar, which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat, Eddie said, hey, have you gotten your return flights? Do you want to come to Maui again? He invites me to Maui. And I say, of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> one time with you? Are you kidding me? Gord. And uh, I go, and he picks me up from the airport, and you know, you know what he hands me? What? He hands me a power shake and goes, dude, you look like you've gone through a washing machine. Drink this shake. I'll never forget. <laughs> Changes my life. I buy all the products, I buy all the plants, I'm stoked about the vision and the mission, and then boom, bada, bing, we go through the whole journey of 2008, 17, and 18, I keep playing with Eddie, and next thing we know, we're in a hotel room together on Kauai. Wow. By the way, he was talking about Purium, just FYI. We yeah. just, our listeners, our listeners know a lot about Purium, but wow. So, you know, for me, yoga brought me Eddie, and yoga brought me Purium. Yoga revealed itself to me through this. I believe that yoga very much is self-reliant healing. Imperium is self-reliant healing. They go mm-hmm. hand in Wow. I like that. Can we talk a little bit more about yoga, actually? About truly because – No. No. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Well, sorry. I'm well, going to move. Well, no, because I think it's really interesting, especially, Alec, you're so enthusiastic and, like, I could listen to you talk for just about anything, literally anything, because you're just so animated and just you love what you're talking about. And it, it really is a great um, illustration of how it's not it's not what we're saying necessarily. It's, like, really how we're saying it and the energy we bring to whatever we do. You're such a shining example of that. Let me just say that right now. Um and I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak. I mean, you spoke like five times over the weekend when we were in the <laughs> – no, which was amazing. Every time Alec got up, everyone in the room would just be so focused and attentive and lit up when he was gone. And anyway, so um, – but just to go back to the yoga portion of your story. So I'm curious from your perspective, what is it and, – and you've given us a few little – pieces here, but what is it about yoga that is that drew you to it that made you feel like you wanted this to be part of your life? And what do you think that people don't who maybe don't haven't tried yoga or don't do it very often, what do you think that they aren't picking up about it that you think that they could? Okay, so what was the first question? I got the second question. Okay. <laughs> the first question was, what was it for you that specifically drew you to yoga and made you realize this is like part, this is yeah. for you, for your life path? So we'll go back to high school. I went to a small little private high school in Louisville, Kentucky. And number one high school in Kentucky is prep school. And uh, bless my friends. I love them. And I bless them all on their path. I just always didn't feel like I belonged. Because people aren't really nice. Well, high schoolers aren't really nice. Yeah. Age is like hands down. Unless you're maybe like in the jungle and you're living in a Montessori and like Waldorf cool kids. Those kids are pretty cool. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I never really felt like my friends were really nice. And, and um, for the most part, I had a hard time growing up. And, uh, you know, my parents uh, were divorced and just life was hard. Man. It was, it was, I was going through the movements and going through some heavy initiations. And uh, it was college and, you know, Kiefer was just like my best friend. Kiefer was like, dude, let's try, try something new. And uh, I went to the yoga and something just clicked. So if you're a yoga teacher, you would have seen me in this first class and been like, Oh my god! <laughs> fire that needs to be put out in the room. No body <laughs> awareness whatsoever. Eight years later, I'm that person, and I know how to guide people into finding and creating a greater sense of embodiment and awareness in where they are in time and space. Mm-hmm. And you know what kept kept me going back was just that 
there was this tool of unlocking the breath and cycling the breath through every cell of your body and being able to literally rewire your mind, reprogram your thought process. And that was profound to me while seeing people in the room do some like wicked things. I never went to the gym. Like I never was, I'm, I'm very insecure about the gym. So I never went to the gym, but I was seeing people like do crazy things on their hands and their forearms and yeah balances and these standing back bends and I was like uh I want to do that and I've always been flexible but not like right out the bat like put my foot behind my head and stand on my hands and stand on one leg with a foot behind my head that was some next level stuff that I was like I want to do that and that drove me but it wasn't the end all be all of the asana you know there's there's um a deep portal that's unlocked in the body when you begin to um, enter into more strong asanas that will in turn teach you how to be still mm. and to listen. And if you mix up the word listen, what do you find? Silence and vice versa. When you create silence in your life and truly begin to listen to what took me years to be able to tap into the unseen and the unheard of that which is constantly around us through the wind, through Pachamama, through this planet, through our heart. You know, when fear is there, the alchemist says it, you know, you can't really hear your heart. I'm still working on that always, you know? So that's what kept me coming back is that I was getting to know a part of myself that um, was a little fogged before practice again and again, every single day. I was going to ask, you know, as I mentioned, you are so – I've heard you speak now five or six times. I mean, just every time that we're – I mean, I know Ambie feels the same way. Every time we're in your presence, you're just – you have so much coming through you. And my question to you after hearing that is, so are you saying you weren't always this – were you always this tuned in when you spoke? Could you always speak this way? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think that I've always had a sense of uh, love and magnetic – frequency for others to want to connect with me. I do feel yeah. that. Say I say that with with humbleness and love and gratitude because I do want to connect with others. I think it's what we all strive for. I feel that I've always had a gift to be able to have men and especially women feel very safe with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And having respect, so much respect. Um, however, when it comes to the spiritual connection or even the connection to my body, the connection to my own heart to be able to listen. No, that is not something I always had. And that has been cultivated over time through um, nutrition, plant medicine, yoga, and travel. So I have a question. So you and I actually spoke like eye to eye, face to face, and you do, you have a very magnetic personality. You don't need to be like right face to face to tell that everybody can see that through the video, but there's something different. There's like a different connection when you're face to face and it's very, it's just very disarming, which is nice. So thank you for that. Mm. Um, but my question to you is, for example, for me, when I go to yoga, I've never been to the type of yoga class you're talking about. Never. <laughs> Cause the type of yoga classes I go to, or I have gone to in the past, it's, um, I don't really feel like a connection. And I guess because what I've noticed is I'm so much in my head, like, okay, put my foot here. Okay. Put my arm here. Oh my gosh. My hamstrings are burning. Okay. My shoulders are on fire. Okay. This is really uncomfortable. I don't like this. And then that girl's really flexible. I'm going to be more flexible than her. And like their competitive side comes out in me and I'm like, what is happening? And it's so uncomfortable that I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do this again for a couple of years. See you later. So what would you... And I think there's like five minutes of towards the end of like just relaxing and breathing and like focusing on your breathing, which that part I really enjoy. (laughs) That's the part that I like the best because we're making that connection. So what would you say to someone like me who is very uncomfortable and I don't feel like I'm uncomfortable in my body. I feel like the positions are bringing out a side of me that I'm not comfortable with, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you for asking that question and sharing because I know that you're not alone in that experience. I've heard this a lot. And, you know, something has me also feel like, "Mm, man, there's so, look, I've taken eight trainings because I've always wanted to be a better teacher, knowing that by doing that, I'm becoming the best student possible. And uh, I very much want to be able to create a container for you to feel comfort within your discomfort. Mm. It's one of the keys. Do you think putting my foot behind my head at first or learning how to stand in triangle pose or how to, you know, go into half splits or Hanumanasana or these arm balances at first was comfortable? Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's really uncomfortable to your ego and Mm -hmm. to your sensations, you know, and so to seek comfort inside of your discomfort that was one second mm-hmm. it's like i um i really try to be compassionate and not forget where i come from mm-hmm. because where i come from is a grand place called core power yoga <laughs> which i would not ever practice in again for me right now but and consciously using and I have so much gratitude for that place because I would not have come to yoga if it were mm-hmm. Ashtanga or Iyengar yoga where I practice more intentionally now. Because there might be a little more sense of, yeah, dogma, but we want to release the dogma knowing that I desire to honor lineage in mm. the roots of yoga. However, majority of people will not go into yoga in that way so how do we have yoga be more approachable and being able to get you the teachings and the personal attention that you need look yoga one size does not fit all right teacher at the front of the class who's teaching a yoga class for 25 10 to plus 25 people is usually spurting out one set of quote-unquote cues. I like to put them as commands because, yes, I am commanding your body to move in a certain way, and it's your opportunity to listen to those words, to let your mind not be out here, but let your mind be in the body. This is converging mind, which is this bundle of thought, the body, which is this like temporary vessel with this bridge of light soul so if my mind's elsewhere and i'm not fully present what are the tools but i don't have the tools because i don't know the tools i'm a new student guess who that's going to go on the teacher the teacher needs to have a discipline of how to teach the absolute beginner and how to teach someone like me who's got a lot of a lot of years of practice and also <laughs> eight, nine years of practice. What do I know? <laughs> My teacher's got like 40 years of practice, you know? So it's a, uh, uh, to answer. Oh yeah. I thought that she left. Cause <laughs> 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 her screen was frozen. I was like, I feel like really not there. Keep answering the question anyway. Yeah. Keep going. She'll come back. Recorded. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, to, to bring that full circle for the people who don't really know what to do and feel an insecurity, I get it. I really do get it. Uh, it might not seem like I get it to hear the conviction and the confidence in my voice, yet, dude, going to yoga class for a year was one of the hardest things. And still even now, getting on my mat sometimes is one of the hardest things. Just getting there, man. It is so tough. I hear it. I honor it. I see it. And... I feel that for the people who are interested, reach out to me on Instagram, Alec Love Life Yoga. Tell me what city you live in and I will find you a studio and a yoga teacher that I feel has a level of integrity from what I read or maybe you're in a popular city and I know a lot of teachers around this country and if I don't know someone, guess what? My yoga teacher knows someone because they've been an OG, a SOG, spiritual original gang. <laughs> You guys just got hooked up with Alex's personal network. So thank you for that, Alex. Thank you for that offer. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's also like, there's a sense of you got to have faith. If you really want it, Hey, the universe will conspire to bring it to you. And you just got to make that choice to walk through. Yoga is not easy. It is not for the weak of heart. It is full of courage and requires a sense of willingness, you know, and, and, and Ambie's got it. She's like, I'm in my mind and this is hurting and that sensation's coming up. Well, A, this too shall pass. And uh, you can sense like when I, when I do teach, I want to, I'm, I'm really good at making my students laugh and I'm a hard ass at this point because my teachers have been hard on me. And I also want to bring a sense of playfulness and love and light and have you feel good and put you in the fire. Because that's what yoga is about, transmuting and transforming who we are into who we're becoming through consistency, through a willingness, you know, so. I love oh. that. Thank you. Hold on. We're, uh, we're just going to add Ambie back in here. Technical difficulties, everyone. Cool. She's back. Can you see us, Ambie? I'm back. You're back. Just turn on your video. I, yeah, I can see you guys. I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. Oh, there we go. Question. Okay. Yeah, Alec just beautifully answered your question. But oh, no, I heard I heard most of it. But then you froze, and then I figured you probably didn't freeze intentionally. So and then Alexa was just smiling. So I was like, is she frozen? Is it everybody? What's happening? Um well so, Alec, what do you think that people are missing about yoga and not understanding about it? A great question. I feel that the first thing that comes to mind, look, I mean, for years, I chased that next pose. I chased the next posture. I chased this and that. And then once I got it, I was like, next, 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 next. I was getting some <laughs> – if you go to my Instagram – and <laughs> you scroll down like three years, cliche AF, every <laughs> with like a beautiful quote. And I didn't <laughs> that was, and guess what? It is the trend. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I stopped. I rarely post a photo of me in an asana, and I still will at times. And it won't be a quote. It'll be my own personal download of what I'm going through my life. So I still, still will do that, but it's not every photo, and it's rare. Like, so you know, that's just one thing. I think that's what the people are missing. The yoga is so much more than the asana. That is one facet of an eight-limbed path of yoga. It's the third limb, and I feel that um, it's so much more about you know Eddie and Eddie's calling yoga on the inside. This is about taking the journey inside which is found through the layers of learning how to breathe learning how to sit learning how to yes put your body into specific shapes and to like dial back eddie put the reins on me and pulled me way back to step zero not one but step zero he was like I remember when I took one of the first trainings, he gave us a note card and he was like, okay, write your three most important postures down. And I was like, okay. You know, and, and uh, I've always known that. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll speak a large game and then I'll get called out and um, I'll be able to have the humility to be like, fine. <laughs> step back, step down. And my favorite postures were handstand and foot behind the head. And uh, some other thing that was silly. <laughs> the next day we go through them and Eddie looked at me and he was like, really? Those are your most important poses? Try again. And when I really tap into it, now that I know my body and I'm still learning my body, I have an SI joint issue. My SI joint, like most human beings, is out. I'm hyperflexible. So mm -hmm. the postures that are most supportive for me right now today, if I could only choose three postures, it'd probably be Parsvottanasana, pyramid pose, uh, Ardha Chandrasana, half moon with a chair, using a chair for support, and uh, probably Trikonasana, triangle pose, because those are all going to help me stabilize my SI joint. Those are, those are basic 
foundational standing poses. He put the reins back on me. So that's what I feel like is being missed for the most part. A, it's not about what your favorite pose is. It's mm-hmm. about postures in an asana world serve you. And the hardest part is you as an I might not be able to get that information by yourself. It's why you need a teacher. And going way back to the beginning, Alexa and Ambi, it's it's knowing that when the student is ready, then the teacher comes. Mm. I quote for years and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your exact story and trajectory, right? Waiting for the being ready for the teacher. And also I feel like what you were just describing with like um you're like wanting to do all these poses and then your teacher pulled you the reins back and pulled you back to zero. It's like such a metaphor for, you know, like ego and kind of like us, you know, um, letting the ego run the show and then coming back and tapping back into the heart and really like understanding what's important. Right. And I think, I think that's what I'm getting from what you're talking about with your journey with yoga is that it's, it's truly such a, such a metaphor for all the things we go through in life. Even, um, Gosh, what were you just sharing about? I was thinking it's the same thing. Oh, about the things around pain arising, like uncom- being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know about you, but the past few days has been so uncomfortable for me. Holy mother. I thought – I it literally feels like someone turned the, the volume way up and I'm like – but – and it's almost to the point where I'm just like, what can I do but accept this? What can I do but just – get comfortable with this discomfort. And so I just so interesting how, or that's what I'm taking away from what you're talking about and how you're describing yoga is that it really is this like physical practice that really mirrors all the things that we're supposed to learn in life. Mm, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and a little bit of your own experience of what the last few days has been because guarantee you're not alone because I've also been (laughs) going through my own emotional health storm and trying to find center and, and peace what is you know yeah absolutely awesome so i have a question again um where do you personally want to take yoga for yourself and also for the people that you interact with yeah a great question i will give you the long term dream of what no i am creating and impatient with because I don't know. I have an idea of the, um, the runway that the how is based upon, but can't really see too far forward. Um, I got to download while you were talking, so I'm interested to see what you say. Go ahead. I have invested over $60,000 in my studies of yoga. It's a lot of money. College tuition. It's a call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got a master's degree in traditions of yoga and meditation. I'm currently $20,000 into debt with that journey. And uh, I am not worried about it because I thought it was a hilarious that the government was like, sure, we'll loan you $20,000 to go study yoga. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not worried about that financial. It doesn't even feel like a burden to me. But yoga is very expensive. And uh, I wrote my dissertation. I've written two dissertations. And the primary dissertation that I wrote was pretty much the capitalism of yoga and Mm -hmm. selling spirituality, this ancient Mm -hmm. wisdom that tribes and communities have been living upon for our entire existence. And here we are trying to monopolize, monetize this in multiple lineages of, of, of being able to help us realize ourselves. I think it's blasphemy. I think it's silly. And I get it. Gotta make money. Life is expensive. I gotta eat. I gotta I gotta have my crystals because they help with <laughs> things. You know? I gotta travel and live where I gotta live. Life costs money. So I get that yoga costs money. However, I want very much so to be able to, and like, it's also, it's, I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just being really vulnerable and transparent. Like I've seen a lot of my friends start yoga studios. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I've seen them run themselves down the ground, become mad men, mad yogis with 
chickens or heads running off. Whoa, it's crazy. There's just so much hecticness. I do not desire to be a manager for a yoga studio. That which I see is a, is a, is a yoga shala. It's a studio. Yes. That is different. And it, it, it just has a different essence. And I feel that essence that I found in Eddie's shala in Maui. It's beautiful. And uh, the yoga, no one is turned away. Nobody is turned away. HS Arun in India, $1 a day. Mm. Yo, $1. I'm not saying that class would be a dollar. What I am saying, it'd be a sliding scale from 10 to $30. Pay what you can, knowing that you're not going to be turned away for the entire day. I desire to have trainings that are between $700 and $77 up to just a short $2,000 for full immersion accredited trainings and that's also you know one thing it's like just because you take a yoga teacher training does not mean that you are a yoga teacher sorry i'll tell you straight up blunt that go take another training and study with someone who's been doing something five times as long as you have and share your gifts mm-hmm. yes very important you will not become a good de- I-, I taught so much because I was inspired to. But every time I talk, I was like, hey, this is like my fifth class, so bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'll see what happens. I'm learning. And uh, I I always wanted to be humble in that way. So I feel that there is a space one day in my life when I'm older and I have been able to become far more than I am now, abundant with Imperium as a rising leader, receiving over twenty dollars to $30,000 a month in recycling that money into a center that houses people in stud, excuse me, in studying yoga, in weaving in other famous and well-known senior teachers of yoga to share their transmissions at a very affordable price for the students. Yet I'm able to pay everyone off because I don't have to make so much money with yoga. I don't want to have to make so much money with yoga. I make so much money in abundance with Purium that it is within my own dharmic right and privilege and opportunity in, 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 in seva, service, to help serve yoga. That, that, is one, that is one of my deepest dreams of uh, you know how um, I want to be able to serve yoga to the people. And then short term, Yoga Revealed Podcast is great. <laughs> so it's, and as you know it's totally free like dude i've been able to sit across from some of the most senior renowned yoga teachers it has been such a blessing i have contacts i know people who know people within the yoga world i get to leverage my podcast and i can get into any yoga festival for free it is awesome it is a blessing we got so, you know that. <laughs> I'm also laughing right now because Ambie is on the edge of her seat to tell yeah. you something. She's about to explode. Yeah, I'm so actually I'm- physically shaking. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, I'm please. excited. All over to you. No. Um, well, are, like, are we done with the interview? Can I do the reading now? No. Okay. Oh, you want okay. Well, All wait, right. almost. I just wanted um, – Okay, Alec, <laughs> Ambie really wants to read you. So, But uh, before we get there <laughs> – I just wanted you are so as we kind of alluded to, you are like a rising leader in Purium, which is the superfood business that Ambie and I are uh, a part of, and we were just in Kauai for the Purium Summit, and we would just be really honored if maybe you would just give people listening your take on Purium and your experience with it and what you think it has to offer, because you know there's a lot of our listeners that are thinking about engaging with it and some already are and yeah go for it it, it's like i've been involved in this for two years in april and this is all that i'll say like well it's so much more than all that i'll say because i could talk for hours i'm so deeply inspired by purium as i am about yoga because there's an alignment Mm -hmm. with my cells so i invite you if you've heard anything in your life and if you feel a like cellular no, notice in yourself, well, what is that no? Is that a resistance or is that something that is maybe having you step into a higher expression and version of yourself? And that that step forward can be kind of scary. Yeah. It really can. So there's one thing to notice in that first initial 
I don't know. And then for me, I've always been someone who follows my body. I follow the heartbeat. You know, I follow what feels good. So A, look, you could get all the information of like what I could say in blah, blah, blah. And I say that with all the love and intention because all that matters at the end of the day is what feels right for your body and your heart and your mind and your soul. What I'll tell you is that Curium is based off of a mission to literally end human suffering based on what we eat, how we eat, where we eat, where it's coming from. And then for others who desire to take that mission and serve it to others to create a more amplified connection of our collective consciousness, to create an impact and receive an income to then pursue and follow your own dreams, to bring them into reality. As a yoga teacher, I was teaching 15 classes a week, and I remember making a prayer being like, I don't want I'm getting burnout and I love yoga, but I don't want to teach 15 classes a week because, and uh, two years later, Purim came into my life and I knew it caught my attention when I had made like $3,000 in a week to be able to go to Burning Man. And I was like, cool, I don't need to teach yoga for the rest of the summer. This is great. Let's do that. <laughs> it caught my attention at first. And then I really plugged in and you know, within a year of building Purium in 2018, I made more income than I did in five years of teaching yoga. Wow. So there are plants in this pro- in this in this company and in the 40-day ultimate nutrition that for me changed my life. So I enrolled on my birthday, April 7th, and two days later my best friend died. I got a phone call. I was traveling. I was I was literally like leaving Maui from Eddie. And going to LA to be with Andrew Seeley, my yoga reveal business partner, to record some stuff. And I got a phone call at one in the morning when my phone was in the other side of the room on silent. My phone was ringing. I picked it up. Terrible news. Went outside and called Joey like 80 times. Literally. I've never called someone so many times until he picked up the damn phone. Because I knew all of them were together, my all my best friends. And uh, I'm looking up at the stars, and I see this triangle. Finally, Joey picked up. He's looking up at this triangle, and there's Matt. And this shooting star goes through. And I was like, Joey, you see that? And he saw that. And uh, then I'm back home in Boulder, and uh, I'm living in Matt's house. And I'll never forget it. You know, then someone knocks on the door, and it's this giant box. Imperium was delivered. I forgot that I ordered. Uh, I'm grieving. I'm depressed. I'm just lost that thread. And underneath grief is a wellspring of love, truly. And uh, Purium products helped me grieve. They helped me eat and get the nutrients that I needed when I was so depressed I couldn't eat. Cleared my face of acne. Cleared my gut. We've got something that is rising right now in the food industry known as glyphosate. Google it if you don't know about it. And if you don't know about it now and you don't want to look into it, just wait a year if you really want to wait because it will be on the news more than it is. My mom just sent me a photo from the New York Times that said, pesticides in our food linked to cancer. And I was like, it's rising. Imperium right now is the only company that has a solution to actually detox these pesticides from our gut. So, you know, in my own personal experience from an emotional a physical, a spiritual connection because these plants have helped me have a better, deeper relationship with my food and with this planet. I've never put something so pure and alive in my body. And I thought that I was eating really healthy as a yogi. And I'm a sweet tooth man. I like chocolate and I will enjoy an intentional glass of wine. And I like French fries and I'm a health nut. I'm right. And uh, my income, my financial support has allowed me, this has allowed me to time, location, freedom, travel, follow my dreams, study yoga, live in Hawaii for three months. What? Blessed. And I give thanks every day for the people that have aligned with the vision of wanting to get out of their own grind, get out of what the program says we have to do. And uh, knowing that Mm -hmm. you get to create your reality and that there is so much assistance from our spirits and our guides and this planet to have something come into your life, you'll only find out out about this through someone else. Yes, guess what? It is network marketing with 
a ethical new paradigm of consent culture approach that there's no other company that is serving what we're serving with a 60 day money back guarantee. Even if you eat everything, I'm literally like so blessed. I get to talk to the owners of the company like every week and they're asking my perspective and Robin Tala's perspective and uh, who's shared with me so much on how to um, authentically connect with someone through these superfoods. So, you know, you could hear all these words like the blah, blah, blah of how great it is. And at the end of the day, it's all up to you. You know, no one's going to make the choice for knowing that the doors are wide open and we just have to choose to walk through practicing the path of yoga, putting something that will change your life and how you feel and how you live into your body. You have to make that choice to be able to go talk to that person who might change your life, you know, the uh, one woman or man or thing that you want to talk to, but you're nervous to make that choice because you feel that this might very change your life forever. I've had those experiences before and I've definitely chosen to not do it and then reflect it as these visions come through of like, whoa, what if I did that? Like, okay, next time you need to listen to your intuition. Mm. So, that's kind of what I got shared. It's about Thank the superfoods, you. you know, there's <laughs> healing, man, and, and there's something for here. Thank you. That was beautiful. You can see why this guy is uh, speaking speaking quite a bit and people love when he's on stage and all the things. And thank you so much, Alec. Um, I'm just going to just gonna, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for everything on yoga and all your offerings and just for being here. And I'm going to let Ambi take over now because she's <laughs> literally going to implode, I think, in the next like five seconds if I don't. So Ambi, take it away. No, I want to say, Alec, thank you so much for um, – being so vulnerable and also allowing us to to do this to see you so thank you okay can you guys hear me it says poor network connection yeah we you can good you. okay okay so let's see here so first of all um there's this vision that i keep getting with yoga and um when you're speaking about yoga i'm not going to look at you i'm just going to keep my eyes closed real fast because i don't want to see your facial expressions there's this image that I keep getting of you um, doing yoga online. And what it is, it's a community-based um, event where you they pay uh, one time or monthly fee and they do yoga with you. And you have people come in and it's this, it's this community that you're creating. It's more than that, but it's accessible to everyone and it's also accessible for you anywhere you go. So something to think about. That's what I really wanted to share with you because I was like, oh my gosh, I even sent Alexa a text message so I wouldn't forget it. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, do you have any questions? Um, <laughs> Did you say no? Not that I don't know. I don't okay. know. Um, so there's something that they keep telling me that is is a, a new prayer that you have. The reason that I feel like it's a prayer is because you keep doing this. You keep going like this. Um, and it's something that you're reaching out to. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you want to share it or no? Um, I feel no pressure. That, I know. I feel that like one of the top two prayers that are emitting right now is... So I ended a relationship with someone that I felt I was walking with, you know, three months ago. And it's been very devastating. It's been very challenging to pull these cords back into myself. And, you know, one of the prayers that I have been admitting is that knowing that no, for me, you know, my sexual orientation, no woman completes me. I am complete in myself and only when that fullness and that wholeness is absolutely remembered by my own like outer and inner layers of being, then the cosmos I feel will weave the woman into my life at that rate. I, I'm I'm desiring very much level of partnership, and I have extremely stupid high standards, and uh, rightfully so as I should. Mm -hmm. And I'm not willing to settle, and I'm not willing to sacrifice my own integrity. So that's one of my bigger prayers. You know, continuing to come back to myself, knowing that there is a you know, journey of, of what I'm wanting and what I'm seeking within myself to feel so, creation. So the first thing is, is that you don't know this person yet. Okay. Okay. 
So the other thing is that, are you going to meet this person soon? No, you're going to meet this person probably the end of this year, early next year, maybe even going into March, March of next year. Okay. The M's had me confused. Um, but when you meet this person, it's going to be a friendship initially. It's not, it, it is going to be some kind of sexual attraction, but it's going to be more of a friendship and really like getting to know this individual. Okay. So really take time and step back to really get to know this person. Also, uh, the other thing is to really allow this person to see you. So when this person, um, it's almost like they put you, it's a little off putting because they put you on like a pedestal in the beginning, right? So this is someone that knows you currently, that's heard of you, that looks up to you a little bit, and that's a little off putting for you. Does that make sense? So just allow this person's uh, walls to come down because once you get past that, once she gets past like who you are, right? And you guys actually get to know each other. That's when the partnership happens. Okay. The relationship with, um, your ex for lack of better words is going to eventually turn into a very close connection, very close friendship. That's good. That's where it began. And that's okay. what I want. And it's just hard to, I mean, it's like, I got to cut the head off right now. Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't. This is someone that's in your your soul group. This is someone that's in your your soul family, right? And then they're going to my ex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is someone that's going to keep playing a role in many lives that you have. I don't know what you believe in, but many lives that you have. And with that, the journey that you guys have with each other on this life is not over yet. Yeah, I know that. But it'll take a couple of years for you guys to come back together. Okay. Any more questions as far as that goes? Um, I don't know about questions. Um, points of uh, acceptance and uh, realization through that I know and agree that it will take a couple of years for my ex and I to be able to hold friendship in a present way where the past and the future don't fog what is now. Right. That is as truth and to swallow that and practice with that. Can I, you know, there's a great, uh, Lord Shiva. He's a depicted with a blue throat cause he sucks up all the poison of mm -hmm what was poisoning the the ocean the cosmos of the ocean the ocean of the universe and instead of swallowing this poison and letting it get make him sick or tasting it up spitting it out he holds it in his throat and it transmutes into this blue and you know that's what i'm holding to do with that so thank you for that so no questions with that and in light of this other prayer you know my other primary prayer that has been for such a long time I'm 27 my mom kicked me out of the nest at a late 25 and a half and Purium is my financial stability support and right now I'm you know I'm working from a paycheck to paycheck point and I am abundant and I know everything's coming um, but that is my prayer and that is one of my prayers is that there's a financial security where I don't have to feel the financial stress of the numbers in my bank account, knowing that I can serve my brothers and sisters and myself and be so graciously abundant. And, you know, money is energy. I understand that. I get mm -hmm. that. You know, I mean, I invested $1,300 into this rock last year. <laughs> <laughs> you will not hide on the market. You know, so, <laughs> and I realize it. So, you know, that is what a my prayer comes through and how I can use it to serve others. Um, I don't know if there's a question about it. It's like the, uh, the ego questions of wanting to have my hands on the steering wheel. Like, when is that happening? But it's like, whatever. I know that it's happening. I, I know it's all coming to me. I see the miracles unfolding on a daily basis. That's where my ego time mind wants to come in, where it's like linear train of time. But it, that's pretty much an infinite loop. I get it. So... <laughs> All right. 
Okay. So he just like w- Alex just gets Alex just gets wound up and then he like plays it all out until the wall. It's it's unwound and then he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it. let me see here. <clears throat> so I want to circle back around really quick to the relationship. Yeah. Because there's there's some what's the word? Mending. That's the word that I keep saying. Thank you. Um, mending that needs to be done still to your heart. So really take the time and not only sit with it, sit with it, move through it, understand it, but don't live there. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Then it's like, uh, yeah, how to not live there. I, I mean, I am sitting in it. I've been sitting in it. Right, and, uh, but if you live there, what you're doing, what they're literally showing me, and I thought this was with the money, but it's actually with this, you're building like this wall, and it's like brick and then and then cement and then brick and then cement and brick, and like that's how this wall is being built very slowly. And it's you're such an open person, and you're so accepting and loving, but then there's this wall here with this cement, and it's like, nope. And the interesting thing is this wall goes back. This wall is from old wounds that have happened, and I want to say from childhood, maybe even past lives. So that's something right now that needs to come up, and that you, this is your mission right now to, to face. Mm-hmm. Face it with bravery and strength, because what they're saying is that you're a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that April is going to be a very powerful month. <laughs> she and I will be taking a training with Eddie on Maui. She'll also be in the training with five of her best girlfriends. So that will be a great opportunity for me to be the sadhu and close my eyes and go deep inside and look within and not let external experiences taint my internal choice of self-empowerment and inner knowing. So, you know, I, I feel that. And I have linked a lot of the navigation of where her and I have ended into abandonment issues with my father and healing those issues and healing that with my father and within myself towards my father so I can heal with her. There is a lot of mending that needs to be done and is happening. I feel this island assisting me. There's so many different ceremonies that are happening for this weekend and next weekend with different plant consciousnesses and sweat lodges that I know are helping me with that acceptance and the healing of my heart. One other thing they want to share with you is that um, as hard as this is, try to look at each situation from your childhood that you're going back to right now. Try to look at it from your perspective as a child and then also put the glasses on and look at it through your father's perspective. I don't even know how to do that. I'll try. Take that on. So it's, it's what I always say is that it's my opinion that every parent is doing the best they can with what they have at the time. Right? And as a parent, I was 20, just 20 when I had my son. And uh, unfortunately, there's no like magic that's bestowed on you when you become a parent. You just literally had a person. That's it. That's all there is. There's nothing exciting that that's it. So, and I think remember being a child and looking at my mother and feeling like, why don't you have your shit together? You're a mom. You should know this, right? And then when I became a mom, I realized like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. So looking at your parents from a human perspective, as opposed to a wounded child is insanely powerful. And it's not saying that you forgive. It's not saying that you let go. It's just going to a place of understanding. Yeah. You know, my good friend, Gail, who I introduced you with, hope that you connect with her, um, has been supporting me and just reminding me to really get back to the little innocent boy in me that does just want to play. And I'm calling that back in very much so. Mm. Good. Good. Okay. That is all.
Even I got something from that last <sighs> that last part there, Amy. That's About good. looking Yay. through human eyes, like, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's intense. Well, we I think we idolize our parents, and then we go into demonizing our parents because it's it, easy it's, I, it's easy to do. But in, in my opinion, it's the first it's the first time that most of us are blaming other people for our problems. You're the reason that I'm like this. You're the problem. And in actuality, no, this is a gift that's being shown to you. But it takes a long time, and some people don't even figure it out to realize that. That's, um, I'm still working through that. So, like, and I don't know if it ever, you know, gets fully worked through. I think that's part of the human experience, too, is to understand that we're all here doing the best we can, even, even parents that are drug addicts right? Everybody's here doing the best they can with the information that they have. Mm-hmm. And we're all human, like you just said. Like, it, like it yeah. is the human just experience. Human. Nobody, no matter how, you know, no matter what pedestal we put them on or what role they're playing, they're still exact. They're made of the exact same stuff that we are. And they are experiencing humanness just like we are, not with the same storyline necessarily, but just in the way that we're fucking up and figuring shit out as yep. we go, they're doing the same and that can even be with a parent or just anyone who we look at with authority or, you know, any sort of uh, role like that in our life. So I don't know. That just opened something up for me. So thank you for that. Um, well, Alec, is there anything you feel called to share before we wrap this baby up? Um, uh, uh if you feel inspired by anything I've shared, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Alec Love Yoga. You can just reach out. Um, and then if you feel like you want to tap into some yoga that I'm offering, you go to aleclovelifeyoga.com. And I think it's like practice or shop or online. I don't know what the title is. I've got two classes online there that are just foundational postures. Very basic, very introductory for someone who doesn't have a lot of yoga in their body and is wanting to get started. I feel that, you know, I was able to record some just basic postures and it's cheap. It's affordable. Um, so you'll have it forever. I'm going to give that a try. And your podcast. And Yoga Revealed. Check it out. <laughs> we will- And my amazingly successful podcast. No big deal. <laughs> Let me mention that really quick. We will link uh, all of that in the show notes. So it'll be easy for you guys to click and check it out. And Alec, Brother, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, and aloha. Thank you. So excited to connect with you. Are you going to Unconvention? Oh, yeah. Cool. (laughs) And hopefully she'll see you there. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.